Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Dank, Barashi Jagdish and Ryan Huang. Let's take a look at uh, some headlines that we'll be paying attention to today. Ryan, this will this will <laughs> definitely get your interest because you're a big fan of basketball and every time end of the season, you start to question, okay, are they going to extend this player's contract or not? <laughs> uh, so imagine Joe Biden being in charge of uh, the Knicks. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Or the Wizards. I already know what one prominent businessman will say. That sleepy guy? That sleepy guy? He doesn't know anything about sports. Uh I got this, guys. (laughs) I'm curious to know, actually, Ryan, who are the winners and who are the losers in the who will be the next Fed chair betting pool? Yeah, the thing is, if you're the boss, just make sure you hire the right guy. And he is choosing Jerome Powell. So he keeps his job for another four-year term. So congrats to him. And also Leah Brenner, she was in the running as well. And she is now the vice chair. So it is one step closer. It's just pending official confirmation with the um, Senate um, Mm. to approve it. This was expected, wasn't it? It was. with, With Jay Powell boring his best. Mm. So if you look at the odds coming through from the betting mm. market, and this is from Predicted, Jerome Powell was a favourite for quite some time. And this is last seeing his odds at 69%, the likelihood of him winning at 69%. And this was even higher the prior week on last Friday, 86%. And Brainerd only had at her highest a 30% chance and that was up from a recent low of 14% in the prior week. So you do have the results coming through according to well the script, so to speak. Mm. How are people responding to this though? Because I know there's a whole segment of people who are saying good decision, we need that stability. And then there's a whole other group of people going, hmm, maybe we need it, something different at this point. Yeah, in summary, it was all about not shaking the boat and just making sure things are running smoothly, no surprises. And in that sense, Joe Biden went for the safe bet. And this is amidst his own troubles. You know, he's got weakening public approval ratings with, with what's happening domestically in the US. And also, he just had a very hard battle passing his infrastructure law. So he didn't really need to make his own life more complicated by introducing a new element. So he went for a try and test it. And those Jerome Powell markets have been used to his way of talking, his language, his nuances, his mannerisms. So it is comforting in that sense that markets have a known entity, what to expect. Uh, And he's been known for just preaching the same message again and again quite consistently. So that was what markets um, uh, were looking out for. And I think this is something at least most of the market watchers will be happy with. Of course, some senators are not going to be happy and that comes in the form of um, Senator Elizabeth Warren. She's been calling Jerome Powell for quite some time a dangerous man. And that's because um, Jerome Powell has been rolling back some of those regulations that were put in place during the last financial crisis. And she's been accusing Jerome Powell of not really um, making sure things are safe enough before he rolls back those regulations. So you do have some critics on both sides, but I think by and large, it's been something that's been welcomed by markets. Mm. I really want to know what, you know, that guy <laughs> has to say about all of this. But Ryan, what sticks? Where do we go from here? 
Okay, so here, from here, you are looking out for the Senate to confirm them. And you actually have a bit of a, um, I guess, partisan issue here. Um, mm. So you do have Democrats mostly backing Powell. So that should be pretty much going to script. Um, Brainard is backed by... Um, Democrats as well, but you do have to look out for some opposition from Republicans. So you have also now with Jerome Powell in place to possibly increase the rate of tapering. So according to the market chatter, now with his renomination, he might be talking about increasing the pace of tapering maybe as soon as the December meeting next month. And also this will mean the increased likelihood of rate hikes. So that is what markets seem to be pricing in. So if you look at a US swaps market, they are pricing in a 25 basis point rate hike next year in June and a second hike next year in November. So two rate hikes next year. And that seems to be what markets um, are expecting so far. Mm, lots to look forward to, but something that is on the radar now of many people who drive cars as well as analysts is oil, fuel prices for drivers and businesses. Uh, tell us what the developments are to watch in this arena, Ryan. Yeah, Bharati, it's setting up to be a bit of a fight for control of the global energy market. And on one side, you've got the US, Japan, China and many of the allies versus OPEC Plus. So here is what's happening here. Uh, you've got President Joe Biden announcing or set to announce a plan to release reserves from the SPR and that is the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And he has been drumming up support from the likes of China, India, Japan, South Korea to also do the same, all in the name of bringing down oil prices, which he feels have been going up too fast. And I think that's being felt by drivers as well and many businesses. So this is now looking at the US possibly um, thinking about selling more than 35 million barrels in time to come. So that is something that is potentially putting this group versus OPEC. And what OPEC has now responded is they will be re-evaluating their own supply, which they promised at around 400,000 barrels um, to put back into the market mm. over the next few months. They'll be reconsidering that in the next meeting next week to think maybe, hey, if you are going to increase supply, maybe I don't need to do so. So it's becoming a bit of a tug of war in that mm. sense where they are trying to control how much oil supply goes back into the market. All right. Uh, also in focus today, Japanese markets are closed. Uh, tell us why, Ryan. Okay, so it's Labor Thanksgiving Day in Japan. So it's going to be a bit quieter across Asia. And this um, event started way back when we had well rice harvests in Japan. Mm. And mm. this started from there. And it's become um, a bit um, modernized where you have um, this event now recognizing the labor efforts of the frontliners, police officers, oh. firefighters, hospital staffs. So you can expect people, um, school children, to be just giving out small gifts and cards to these people. And companies will be also reviewing the accomplishments of their staff, just recognizing the labor efforts of um, the employees. And of course, um, you can also expect a bit of family get-together time. It's a holiday. So that is all, all part of the labor Thanksgiving. So a bit of a precursor or quite a similar tone to what you can expect in the US uh, come the end of the week. 
Mm, sounds good, huh? Something yeah. we all should be doing in Singapore as well. Giving thanks not just for oh, all our Christmas gifts arriving on time, but giving thanks to the people who are actually contributing to all of this happening more smoothly. Yeah, huh? wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.